Sorry ass motherfucker got nothing on me, right? Nothing. We're the stars of this piece of shit. I am Big Kev. Why do they call you Big Kev? Ooh. I am OG. Oh look, he's got a billion toys. And I am PK. I don't do magic, Morty. I do science. One takes brains, the other takes dark eyeliner. I say we stay here and fight it out. OG's not actually racist against many people. There is no racial bigotry here. Here you are all equally worthless. I'm not really angry all the time. This is Kevin destroying the Toy Biz Legends box set. Fucking garbage! Why? Why? You know how I know that you're gay? How? Because you're gay and you can tell who other gay people are. I know it's fun. You're like, hey, I found buttons. Let's push them to piss me off. I have Amigo Isis action figure. Almighty Isis. Big Kev's Geek Stuff dot you fuckers think that just because a guy reads comics he can't start some shit? I'll fucking take all you want! show dance that only the people in the Instagram room get to see, but they just see the dance and don't hear the music, because that's only in our headphones. You look like you're about to sell a used car. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Wacky waving, inflatable arm flailing tube man. Uh, Yeah. These are the things that you can be privy to uh, if you just pay money. That's it. Money. (laughs) Uh, So here we are. Uh, Big Evs Geeks Up episode 478. No, Whoa. not 478. 409. Wait, what are we? We're up to, we're up to 490. 498? 498. 498. Jesus Christmas. That's two away from 500. In yeah. There. I can't wait for that extravaganza that we haven't planned anything for yet, but that'd be great. You know what? I put the extravaganza uh, responsibility solely on the shoulders of the fans. That's a good. That's a good bet. That's it, right? That's a good bet. That's right. Um, I think they should fly us out to Hawaii. That's it, and we'll have a big extravaganza out there. That's it, luau. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see Big Kevin in a grass skirt. <laughs> yeah, not so much. <laughs> uh, or me. Uh, there you go. Because uh, that's going to involve sitting on a cake. I'm sure in a grass skirt, and we don't want nobody wants that. Either. Nobody wants that. No, 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 no. Anyway, anyway, uh, this is 498. Uh, we didn't come up with a show title for this one. Oh. So, uh, 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 I, I, I don't know. Ah, uh, wow. I, yeah. Well, this might be a catch one on the fly as we, yeah. uh, as we get on there. I mean, um, we could just go with the age of Aquarius. I mean, that's, that's the, that's the out. That's, that's <laughs> the easy go. one. All right, the, the age of, huh? Yeah. Uh, I, the age of a, how the fuck are they going to pull this slightly off? Slightly baffling news. I, should we, should we dive into that? I we guess might as, we brought it up. We might as well. Music brought us in raging on into there with that. <laughs> Uh, NBC has announced that its next live musical <laughs> is going to be the ever controversial, filled with sexual innuendo, blatant racism. <laughs> it's it's going to be five minutes and long. salty language. They're just going to they're going to come out and sing Age of Aquarius for two hours. Like th- there are there are several songs 
I, I, how do you do half that show? Yeah, on I, on network television. I, I, yeah, I like NBC. You can't network NBC television. I, I mean, sodomy alone. A HUD song. Yeah, you can't do HUD song. No, I mean, I mean, Roseanne just got canceled for HUD song. So <laughs> this is so, essentially true. So I mean, <laughs> you can't you can't do that. Uh-huh. You can't do sodomy. Uh, I mean, the rest of the song, the rest of the show, a lot of the show involves drugs and sex. Yep. I, yep. I, I don't know how. And like, and everybody's harping on, you know, well, how, how's everybody going to get naked? Listen, hair has been done without the nude I've scene. Se- I've seen it without the nudity for, a thousand times. I mean, because hair, hair has been done by high schools. Yeah. Uh, you know, w- without that and what have you. you and, know, and, and, and a, a large number of community theaters aren't comfortable doing that or putting their, their uh, cast members uh, through that. So they, you know, they either do away with it or really creatively light it. Uh, I when I I went and saw it when it was revived, the the recent Broadway I, I saw one. It on Broadway. Well, recent, as in, yeah, it was within the last ten years. Within the last ten years, and um, as a matter of fact, I saw it twice. Yeah. when it was on Broadway, um, I don't think they went full nudity. No, I think they might have done topless. It, it, it was it was intact because I, I had friends, was it? I had uh, some of my ushers that uh, worked for me when I was managing a different yeah. theater. Uh, also worked like they, they they're, yeah, they're new, so they bounce around other theaters, and several of them worked over at uh, at that theater as well. And it was a constant battle of really pouncing on people to stop with oh stop with the filming. So and, they and they yeah. went for it. I think um I, I get, with, with a lot of these productions now they get creative with the lighting, so it's not like overt and blatantly sure. in your face. Um, but uh, but it's still present and yeah, still still very much a bunch of naked actors on the stage. So uh, so yeah, it was a, a a big plight of the ushers working for that show. Uh, constantly trying to stop right. the, uh, the piracy and people trying to perv shots. But back to where you started with this, nudity is not required to do hair. Correct. I mean, some Correct. of those so songs, they, they can the subject that, matter. But the subject matter yeah. in the songs is where they're really going to struggle. I just, I, I have no concept of how this is going to fly right. without significant edits to make it, It's. I mean, I almost want to tune in just to, it's going to be, I think it's going to be laughable. Uh, and I think it's going to be they're going to end up editing this thing to the laughability level of, you know, Merry Christmas, Mr. Falcon, <laughs> you know, that kind of shit. Right, right, right. I just I don't I don't I, I don't know can't how do wrap it. my head around it. If only there was somebody else that we could talk to that um, <laughs> if we just knew somebody that had more of a background and more of an interest and, and just was more into this musical here. I don't know anybody. <laughs> it's funny you should say that. I was about to go there before we dove into the rest of the show. <laughs> we had to go there first. We opened with that music. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so uh, uh, Big Kev is in uh, Hawaii. He yes, is, he is. He has uh, touched down. He is uh, getting his uh, his life uh, started in theory, mm-hmm. um, and uh, he is not able to join us this week um, via Instagram or other measures. Although I think he may have I, popped his head I think in the I, chat uh, room. I think I see. Uh, I think I see uh, an icon for a Mr. BK Geef stuff in there. Or is that you responding to somebody? I no, no. Uh, I be- I believe he is in there, but I think he might. I think he might have work. I see schedules. I see the trademark. Hello. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then silence. So, um, <laughs> so uh, I think he had some scheduling conflicts with work today. Because um, we're, what we're going to try to do at some point is do that split screeny Instagrammy thing. Yes. Um, and then hopefully, of course, we'll be skyping him in. Yes. Yes. Um, weekly as well, but that might take a week or two to get him sort of situation yeah, set up. He's, gotta, yeah, he's, you know. he's freshly landed. Yeah. He's got to get uh, yeah. get settled in. It's not like he went from Jersey to Poughkeepsie. So, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little bit, little bit further. Just a, just a bit. A little bit further. Just a bit. But uh, yes, so we wish Big Kev obviously the the absolute best in his journey uh, in Hawaii. Oh, wait, luckily, that's, that's the wrong gesture. It's got to be this one, right? There that's you the... go. Uh, luckily, he is significantly away from the lava. Yes, significantly. Um, 
So um, that's good. I know there's a great corrective meme going around about that. What what everybody thinks the lava looks like, and it's a picture of the Big Island basically covered in lava. Right. And what the actual situation is, and there's a photo next to it of the Big Island with this little tiny dot of vol- volcano activity in uh, in the bottom right ish corner. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's not, it, it sounds much more daunting. And, and listen, it's terrible what's going on over there, but it's not like Hawaii is not engulfed in magma. Right. So as we speak. What I saw on Twitter, and I, I could. I, I wish I could remember who it was. It was some stand-up comedian that was talking about it. And this was a, probably a week ago already. But he said, um, he said, you know, it's, you know, our prayers obviously go out to the people in Hawaii yeah. who are affected by this. Um, most people don't realize it's not as huge and widespread as you think right. it is. Uh, it's not Lava Rico, I think was his oh joke. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so there's that. Yeah. So there's that. And it is not. I mean, if, if, for comparison's sake. It is not. Um, we are going to talk. Uh, I know the. I know the elephant in the room is solo. Um, we're going to talk about solo a little bit in segment two. Okay. Um, we'll talk a little bit about Deadpool as well in segment two. But we're going to cool. talk about some a bunch of other shite from the prep sheet. Uh, the toys that made us is where I wanted to. I saw off. that. Yeah, that launched this weekend. Correct. Um, the it, second season. It did launch this weekend. Uh, four new episodes. Uh, so we've got Lego and what else? It's Star Trek, mm-hmm. Transformers. Lego and Hello Kitty are the four this season. Uh, three of those make perfect sense. I'm a little baffled by the Star Trek one. The Star Trek one makes sense when you watch it. Okay. So as far as... I'm assuming it's Mego through Playmates, etc. It is. But so so the, the interesting part about Star Trek is not so much the impact that it made... But it was how the lack of quality product made an impact. Okay. And it's all about the pitfalls that they fell into and how they kept on missing the mark. Right. And where they stumbled and unfortunately continued to fail until much more recently where they found some success through various companies, Art Asylum and uh, Mezco and companies like that, you know, uh, quantum mechanics and and stuff like that with high-end uh, that was the way to go. Yeah, so those those twelve inch figures were fantastic. But um, it's quite interesting. It's quite interesting to 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 watch how hard and how bad they failed, and how. Yeah. So let, let's put it this way: the company's trying to put out Star Trek product when it was in its heyday. You know, during the the original series, the first right. film was akin to Warner Brothers trying to launch uh the DC uh movie franchise. Oof! Just trying to rush. You know, take other people's yep. products take and it slap off. a go. sticker on it. Yep, that yep. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so, um, but very good nonetheless. Uh, I did watch the Transformers one as well. So I watched the first two. Transformers one is fascinating. Less from a, less from um, what you know about the American product and mm-hmm. more about from uh, the roots in Japan. Okay. How it developed from multiple product lines out of Japan. Right. But the really interesting part to me was um, how Marvel Comics, uh, Jim Shooter and and another gentleman whose name, Ben something or other, whose name is eluding me right now, and I apologize, but how they really were the uh, driving force behind the Transformers that we know and love today. It was one guy who was given the job to create 26 names and 26 backstories for the original 26 Transformers. Oh, wow. Characters like Optimus Prime, Bumblebee, Starscream, right. Megatron. No and they go pressure. through that. 
Yeah, no, no pressure. pressure at all. No pressure. And this one guy also pretty much became responsible for the next 104 that they did and the <laughs> 200 after that. It was one guy Damn. at Marvel who pretty much was like, no, this is you now. This is you <laughs> yep. and your job. You're my number one oh, guy. Yeah. And, and, you know, he had a weekend to kind of come up with the first 26. It's, it's very interesting. It's very fascinating. I, uh, that, I definitely want to tune in and uh, check those out. And now I'm, I'm triple curious about the Star Trek one now that you've, uh, you've kind of explained that a little better. It was so right. Because for me, I was like, really? Like, why, is, why are they doing Star Trek? That seems like a, such, yeah. such an odd property. The Star Trek products, for the most part, have been traditionally shit. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's the story. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so there it lies. But um. I really look forward to diving into Lego. I've heard Hello Kitty, again, is that weird standout. Hello Kitty is the Barbie of this season, apparently. Right. Um, and I, that makes sense to me, because Hello Kitty is an odd property that has this really cult underground following. It has a, yeah. And, a tr- and has seeped its way into history. every facet of popular culture. Um, I mean, I, just I've, recently, Burger King or McDonald's yep. had uh, Hello Kitty toys again in their Happy Meals. That's going on. And uh, I, I w- I've always been baffled. Uh, I don't want to say baffled, but it's always been surprising to me that, you know, I used to work in the heart of Times Square. And, you know, we, we have in Times Square all these lovely, lovely people that are in uh, costume characters uh, in the middle of Times Square. They're all uh, <laughs> yeah. very, uh, very kind, sweet uh, individuals that uh, are entertaining children in these remarkable costumes uh, out you, of the gold, goldenness of their hearts. It's a, it's a beautiful sight. How do you sleep with yourself at night? I don't. I, that's, <laughs> I, you know. But uh, I, one thing that always fascinated me is there, there, were, um, there's always, there was always at least one Hello Kitty bouncing sure. around in that crowd. And I'm like, Hello Kitty. I mean, you, you've got, you're competing with Elmo. You're yeah. competing with Mickey Mouse. You're competing with the Avengers and Darth Vader and a really shaggy ass looking Wookiee that people are going nuts over. I'm like, how are, how are you going to get any kind of tips in Times Square? And they're always mobbed. Always. The Hello Kitty costume people are always mobbed, more so than some of the other ones that are out there. It's It surprised the shit out of me to see that. And that's, I mean, and that's been going on. I remember, I remember being in grade school. Um, and I had at the time, uh, a Bats Maru notebook. Bats Maru is the angry little penguin. Yes, yes. yes. The <laughs> asshole penguin. Right. And that's why I had it. Um, so, uh, but there's always been like, there's, they've been around as far as I can remember. Hello Kitty, Kuropi, yep. Bats Maru, like the whole line of, so yeah, they've, they have really stood the test of pop yeah, culture time I, and. I personally have no memory of a time when Hello Kitty did not exist. Yeah. I, I, as a child, it was present. Uh, so that's going on at least uh, 20 years. Exactly. <clears throat> exactly. <clears throat> I mean, even, even you I know. Plan. It is at least 20 years. I think Kev saw the dawn of Hello Kitty. but <laughs> you know. um, Right around the same time as Jesus. Uh, so Amazon <laughs> The Boys, um, which I know that you are... Uh, supremely excited about I think myself it's be as well. Good stuff, yeah. Um, they officially have started production. Um, so director Dan Trachtenberg, uh, the gentleman behind Ten Cloverfield Lane, which you are also yep uh, a huge fan of, uh, will be behind the camera for the very first episode in the series. Um, this is scheduled to come out sometime in 2019. We still do not have. Um, a full cast list. Of course, we've talked in the past about Carl Urban is yes. taking on the lead role of Billy the Butcher. There is so much, um, so much going for this. And so the, and much. Those, those those two names and the property itself alone. So uh, yeah, it goes into production. This is good because um, although I had absolute faith in Amazon, 
I'm still trying to wrap my head around how they're going to develop this property. And so part of me was still like, well, I'll believe it when I see it. You know right. what I mean? Like, you right. kind of right. still have that hesitation. But, I mean, if it's going into production. You got a beauty of a team on this one. So I, I have faith that they'll uh, they'll handle it well and then uh, and and get through what they got to get through as uh, – as, um, uh, I, don't know how, I don't have the word. But they're just going to get through the, the, the bits that – never would fly no <laughs> off of the page and it's gonna be fun to see them you know yeah dance around that a little bit if they if they even approach it um to some star wars related news to everyone's shock and no one's shock at the same time um and i'll explain that in a second mm-hmm. uh james mangold has been confirmed to write and direct the star wars stories uh boba fett film um i was wildly surprised by that right so so i don't think anybody is shocked that we're getting a boba fett film Not at i all. think we all anticipated that it was coming that was at some point something we could have expected somewhere down the line yes i think the shock is that this is what was announced and not Obi-Wan. Exactly. That's what so everybody is waiting for Obi-Wan to get and announced. And here's where I broke. This, yeah. Because the, the news hit me as all I, the, it hit me in waves. All I got was James Mangold and a solo Star Wars, a, a Star Wars spinoff. Right. Film. I didn't catch the title. I caught Glimmer's. Uh-huh. Mangold, spinoff. Holy fuck, he's doing Obi-Wan. He's doing Boba Fett. Boba, exactly. I mean, cool, but the Obi-Wan movie. Yeah. Like it, 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 it kind of it stung a little bit because I, I this this is the one movie I'm dying for this fucking Obi Wan movie. Um, <sighs> so what I'm hoping out of an Obi Wan movie or an Obi Wan movie, a Boba Fett movie, I don't really want a Boba Fett movie so much as I want a Bounty Hunters movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I I know that it's going to be driven by Fett, but I really hope we get the opportunity. To see some other bounty hunters that we love right. shine. Like, I really want to see IG-88 oh, God, and yeah. Bosk in action. And, like, uh, four Lam and Zuckus, I can give or take. Yeah, They're because, cool, but... I wouldn't mind know. seeing Dengar doing his thing, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yep. you know. But, but I mean, honestly, like, in my personal... If I had my fantasy film, it would be Boba Fett... Versus IG eighty eight like that he that would nice. be the that would be the protagonist and antagonist of the film right they have the same heist they have to pull off or or, or you know bounty the they have bounty to they collect. collect and 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 it's the two of them going to head to head because for whatever reason I the design on IG eighty eight has always been really fascinating to me I think he's kind of really badass in his own droid way right you know and I just I really want to see I really want to see him and Fett go head to head because in my brain I also don't see any other Bounty hunters really being able to go head to head with Fett. I mean, I mean, you don't boss. We're not maybe. we're not exposed to much about Bosk, but 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 uh, uh, Trandoshans are vicious, are ruthless, vicious, vicious characters. I played a hell of a one in our Star Wars yeah. campaign with our our little New York group uh, that I was very proud of. But they they are vicious characters uh, and a vicious race. So I I, I think uh, Bosk st- would stand a good chance. Yeah, you know what? I, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to retract. Yeah. I think Bosk or IG 88 would be the two. You know, especially since perfect Fett, you know, choices fell into a mouth in the middle of the sand and right. got burped up, you know? So. Um, it also gives <laughs> us, it also potentially gives us an opportunity to revisit or sing Oop. depending on, um, depending on when the film falls. Right. Because, you know, Aura Singh trains young Boba Fett after Jango Fett is killed. Right. She's kind of his is that, is mentor. Is still canon? I believe that was explored during Clone Wars. Okay. Uh, the animated series. Right. So would, that would make it canon. Okay. 
Um, so there's opportunity to see Aura Singh. Um, but yeah, I, I want a I want a good bounty hunter movie. That would be nice. So be nice to uh, and you know you, you we're just exp- it's uh, you have this expanded universe thing going on with these spinoff movies. So it would be nice to uh, to expand that universe. Everybody knows Boba Fett. Let's see these other the these other guys that literally all our exposure to them was them standing there right on the Star Destroyer in you know not, not exploring expanded universe books comics. Uh, animated shows or anything like that. If we're just talking the movies, they're just standing there looking mean, right? For uh, for Empire Strikes Back, so it'd be neat to see them do some stuff. Um, and of course, Mangold. I mean, that's huge. I mean, yeah. If he I, that, gives, that's the biggest news in this. If he is, gives them the same love and attention that he gave Logan, Ugh. then it's you're we, in for a ride. We've got a hell of a movie ahead. Um, tonally, it could be. It could be if he has a similar tone or, or a careful tone like he did with Logan. Yeah. You're lo- you're looking at potentially a beautiful film. The idea that I I had had I, I what I was pondering and kind of hoping for I would have liked to have seen an Obi Wan film in the vein of a Man with No Name kind of deal the, the Clint Eastwood spaghetti western character and something along that line of of Obi Wan on one of those adventures playing the Man with No Name kind of situation. Uh, but now. And one of the names that kind of bounced around during that time was like, yeah, Mangold could handle something like that if we did a Man With No Name yeah. uh, Obi-Wan film. But honestly, the same approach would also be pretty interesting, I think, in Boba's perspective, too. Like, I, it's, I, I, mean, I think we could see both, both angles there. So if you wanted to do a Man With No Name sort of Western feel, um, you could also go with Cad Bane, mm. who is canon, who has a Western sort of design feel to him. Um uh, again, he's also fairly ruthless. He's also fairly significant. Cad Bane is a little less known, be- mm-hmm. only because he's animated series. You know, he's Clone Wars animated and not original trilogy or new trilogy or classic trilogy, whatever right. the fuck they are. Fun um, fact: in our uh, our campaign, I mentioned before, uh-huh. my Trandoshan uh-huh. took out Cad Bane. There you go. So there you so go. There you go. That's Full the kind circle. of badassery I was toting in that game. Oh well, get her. Yes, sir. All right. Let's let's move forward to the next bit of news because this is all you. Ah, uh, yes, this is one hundred and ten percent you. Great stuff. I, I just glad we, we finally have a, a production date and everything. This is interesting that they, there's a partnering going on here. We're talking about Eon Productions and Metro Goldwyn Mayer Studios, MGM Studios. Uh, they've reached an agreement with Universal Pictures to uh, they're going to partner on releasing worldwide uh, number twenty five, James Bond number twenty five. Um, which uh, sees Daniel Craig come back, and possibly uh, I, what's really exciting about this, and I can't wait to see what he does with this, it's being directed by Danny Boyle. Yeah. Uh, and I don't remember if we've discussed that on this show, if I was able to explode about that on this show or not. I don't remember. But, but I can't... Uh, D- Danny Boyle was not somebody who was really in, in, in on my radar for potential directors. I had a head full of, like, going... going the. I went with an easy target with, like, oh, Christopher Nolan, because sure. he essentially auditioned... <laughs> yeah for directing a Bond film with the ski scene in, uh, in uh, Inception and some other scenes as well. Uh, so I, w- I was along the lines of Nolan and had some other ideas in my head, but Danny Boyle never really struck me. And then he popped up. I said, holy, yes, yes. holy shit, this is great. Um, and you have his, uh, he's teaming up with his buddy John Hodge, who wrote Train Spotting uh, with him. So it's really a, a interesting blend. I can't wait to see what they do. The um, So 
the film is 680 million internationally. So, I mean, it did the the last film did well. I mean, it, it didn't for, break a billion, but it did huge. But for and, and Bond films aren't necessarily billion dollar films. No, they're they, not. They the, the every, each Daniel Craig film has done the best of any yeah. Bond films. They always do very well, especially under him. Uh, and even you know, while critically and amongst fans, Spectre was was a disappointment for a lot of folks. Not for me. I I enjoy everything of Daniel Craig's run. Um, but, uh, even with that disappointment, it still managed to do very well and still continues to, to have life. Like it's, it's, um, it's, it's not a discounted as the worst thing to ever happen to James Bond or movies or cinema history or anything like that. Or your that. childhood. Or, or your childhood or, uh, yeah, et cetera. You ruin my misogynistic secret agents, uh, kind of, kind of things. So, um, I, my hope is, I mean, we've got a great director on board for this one and a great writer on board for this one. I'm hoping they, and I have to assume this is Daniel Craig's last go. Um, well, we thought he, his last go was, well, he's, th- that's the thing. He's always cagey about it. Right. So he makes you think he's done. Like he's, he's, and he's had the jokes. Oh, I'd, I'd rather cut my own tongue out or I'd rather kill myself. I'd rather yeah. bathe in razor blades and alcohol. Like he, <laughs> he's very, he's very dry, very dry and very British about when people ask him these questions, largely because they're asking him these questions while he's promoting something entirely different. he doesn't different. want to talk about it. And there's, and James yeah. Bond's nowhere on the radar when right. he's talking about it. They're just like, we want, well, are you doing James Bond? I'm here to fucking talk about this movie. Right, I'm right, here to talk about Logan Lucky. James Bond is nowhere to be found right now. Can we just talk about Logan Lucky? I'd rather stick needles in my eyes right. than do James Bond again. And then he creates a little for, oh, Daniel Craig's done with James Bond. Oh. Yeah. So he loves to do that stuff. So he's kept us hanging. But I th- secretly, I think he's been like, I'm just going to keep going until I'm, I'm out of that, out of the range age-wise. And I think, I think he's there with this film. I think this probably, uh, personally, should be his last one. Okay. Uh, if they launch him into another one like almost in a back-to-back fashion maybe he could pull it off but he's even said himself he just i just don't want to be the old guy doing james bond yeah of course i don't want to he doesn't want to roger morritt (laughs) uh, who was already old too old by octopussy right and that motherfucker did one more movie after that woof um so he doesn't want to do that and i can't blame him so i'm hoping this is a great combo to give him a a fantastic send-off as uh, as bond and see where they go from there. If they close out Daniel Craig's arc entirely and then reboot it again from right. fresh with a new actor and let him go for a franchise length, who knows what they're going to do. I mean, that's kind of Bond's legacy. Pretty much. You let an actor run it until he's yeah. done running it. And the then, beauty yeah. of um, what they've established now is they've established these – these, and it's always, I've compared it to, to being a comic book arc. Um, like, okay, now you have this team writing and drawing this particular comic, and this is its own story and its own evolution. Um, there was a Batman series for a, a while that was like that. It, um, and, ah, for the life of me, I can't remember what the hell it was. And uh, it, it'll hit me eventually. But a lot of the, the, the covers had, like, different masks of Batman for a while. And, like, there was an arc. There was, yeah. like, a five or six issue arc. That was a story. It was its own standalone thing, and then it was about over. like year one or something It wasn't like year that? one, but it was, it was Batman. It was, a, it was its own Batman separate Series. series okay uh i'm i'm betting that's gonna pop up in the room at some point if somebody's even there uh, but uh uh yeah that, that's neither here nor there it, but it's mm. what i compare these two so it, what i think they've where i think they've gone at this point is let, let daniel craig close out his arc right and then we start a whole new arc don't necessarily have to have a new origin like like they did essentially with casino royale and had bond starting out again but it's just a new arc a new face and a new portion of bond's life um it's you know told through a series of However many films, uh, this is because Craig's run is the only time we've had genuine continuity from yeah. film to film. They sort of tried that with with the Brosnan films and carried some characters over, but there was never really a real sense of continuity like there is with these. Every film affected the last, uh, or every film was affected by the last. So, 
it's uh, it's it'll be nice to give him a closeout and then start a new continuity down the line. I I hope that's the way they go. Uh, but we'll see. Stepping away from the prep sheet for just a moment. Yeah. Um, so I was away last week. Mm-hmm. I was traveling on business. And I was in Washington, D.C. And on one of the nights of um, of the conference that I was at, um, this is for my real job. It was not a comic conference or anything like that. It was a real conference. Boring as shit. Um, but on <laughs> one of the nights of it, um, they had a big dinner for everybody that was attending the conference. And the big dinner was at the Spy Museum, which they shut down. And it was just open to us. Oh, wow. For dinner and to walk around. And the big, huge exhibit right now at the Spy Museum is Bond. Really? Costumes, props, oh, cars. Man, I might need to take a road trip. I got to tell you, man. I mean, so I took the train down there. Less than three hours on the train from Island to D.C. And then a 15-minute car ride to the museum. Oh, nice. I mean, you could... And I think it's 10 bucks to get in the museum. It's not that expensive. Right. Um, I don't know how long that, that runs my, my for. My next question. I'll have to look that up. Um, but if you can get yourself to the spy museum, um, you would be in heaven. Oh, yeah. It I was great it. because... Um, I'm so, fascinated by that place to begin with. But now that they're mixing the, the best of both worlds all in one. So yeah, there was a lot of like... Up. There was a lot of like historical stuff in there. Historical spies and like... Right. You know, celebrities that you didn't know were spies and shit like that. And like legit spy tech. Like what they used in the war and how they did code breaking and right. all that stuff. Which was really, really fascinating. Really, really interesting. And then they had like a little section about like get smart. <laughs> you know, like like little thing. But then, like I said, the entire first floor was just a Bond exhibit. Ugh. And it was it was all of these like classic posters from across the world and gadgets and like they had like interactive things too. Like I tried to deactivate a bomb. Um <laughs> was which one was was there a Bond movie that was on a submarine? Uh there've been a, a few. Uh, that had uh, had stuff on submarines. For your eyes only ended up on a submarine at some point. Maybe it was uh, for your eyes only. Spy who loved me was uh, was in there at some it was, point. It was one of them where you had to deactivate the bomb from the movie. They right. had like a gizmo. Uh-huh. I, 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 I you blew yourself up. up. Yeah, like several times. Nice. Um, hope <laughs> me the museum. Everybody in it. innocence, <laughs> crying, screaming, blood. Um, but uh, but it was a lot of fun. And it's definitely if you're in that area or you can get to that area and you're a Bond fan, it's absolutely worth oh, going. Yeah. If All you can get it. yourself down there, I mean. In theory, you could do it in a day. You could take the three-hour train ride, go do the museum for a couple hours and grab dinner, and come back. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's feasible. And we and I have family down that area. So oh, that's like, right. I, I could always hit. You them could up just for a, yeah. You could just go down to that area, you know, and 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 knock that part of it out. That you should explore that. I think you would have a really really good time on it. I am on checking out. I hope I can make it. Uh, and just back to uh, the film real quick, just for dates. Uh, December 3rd, they begin oh, production at the end of this year. Uh, the film is set to release theatrically here in the U.S. on November 8th, 2019. And uh, looks like it gets uh, released in the U.K. earlier because, well, he is U.K. They can have him earlier. Uh, but hits the U.K. on October 25th, 2019. Mark your calendars. All right. We are going to do um, we're going to do two more things in segment one. Mm-hmm. And then I think we're going to save... Segment two for some quick hit trailers and some solo and Deadpool related things. Do we want to hit that uh, that news that broke that we didn't get onto the prep sheet? Uh, oh, regarding yes. These yes, we should do that now. Okay. So uh, Andrew Lincoln, news that just broke uh, today uh, to quite a bit of shock across the board. And, and, everybody fig- and, and a lot of people going, that's it, it's over for me. Andrew Lincoln is set to uh, exit The Walking Dead uh, after season nine. 
Um, the uh, it's going around that he's uh, and even within season nine, he's only within uh, a handful of episodes. So there's speculation he might not even uh, last for the the entire season in there. Um, this is a direct departure from the books. Uh, those of you, uh, I mean, we can, we're done spoiler wise, I think at this point, neither you or I are watching the show, but no. I think it's pretty universal. Uh, people know, uh, Carl's uh, situation right now. Uh, Carl uh, left the show, um, and which is a departure from the book because the books are currently running and Rick and Carl is still a, a significant feature of the books res- presently right now. So this is a, a dramatic departure from the books, which is funny because it's been kind of finding its way back to being adapted from the books uh fairly recently but um yeah kind of a shocker for a lot of folks and already a lot of people with the tweets that uh they're done uh you know walking dead without uh, rick grimes is not walking dead uh but if you're a fan of norman reedus and uh and his character of daryl apparently he got a significant significant bump in salary to basically take the lead of the show following andrew lincoln's departure so It'll be interesting to see if he can carry it in the wake of Andrew Lincoln disappearing, but uh, I, I don't know. I, I have not tuned in the show for uh, multi- multiple seasons. Since I, I think I gave up around season two, and I'm, I'm actually surprised to hear that they're coming up on season nine. That's uh, that snuck up quick. So, uh, but I, you know, kind of like with Glenn situation, I tuned in just to watch that episode. Of course. So I think uh, when all is said and done and that, that rolls around, I, I think I will get a get a look at that episode to watch Rick Grimes eat it eventually, yeah. but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, sorry, Walking Dead fans, you're uh, you're you're out of Rick. You're SOL. All right, um, two more quick things, and then we'll take a break. Um, like I said, we're going to save some stuff for segment two. Um, CW, um, and I'm only bringing this up because I think it's interesting, is going to be introducing Batwoman um, in its next crossover later this fall. Mm-hmm. Um, the significance of that, of course, is that um, previously they weren't really allowed to use any of the Bat characters, right? Um, and I guess. Warner Brothers was comfortable with them using her. Right. Out of because out of all the bat characters, she's probably the one that's furthest away from anywhere in development at the DC right. movie universe right I now. Am, she this is she hasn't been developed into anything anywhere, correct? Like she's not been animated anywhere. She's, she might have been animated. Um I feel like I saw an animated version of her or somewhere. It, or is this uh her first time being treated to a live action adaptation? Absolutely first yeah. time live action. Um, so there's that. I thought that was somewhat interesting. And then um, Thundercats Roar, which sent the internet ablaze wow. last yeah, week. Yeah, not not happily received. So, <laughs> all right. So, so I have a couple of takes on Thundercats Roar. Mm-hmm. First of all, uh, Thundercats Roar did not ruin your childhood. No, it let, did not. Let me tell you what ruined your childhood. What ruined your childhood was as an adult going back and watching Thundercats. Yep. Because that show does not hold up. Yep. That show is hot garbage. Yep, yep, yep. We liked it as kids because it was cool. But as an adult, that was, te- it was, I'm sorry if you disagree with me. And that's totally fine. And I don't begrudge you your opinion. But in my opinion, classic Thundercats does not hold up. No. If you want to watch a good Thundercats show, you need to watch that reboot. It was that only around for two seasons, excellent. but it was phenomenal. Nobody supported it. Nobody supported that show. Right. It it tanked and was canceled due to ratings. Right. Due to ratings. Nobody supported it or people pirated it. Right. Which was another uh, angle of that. So you lost out on that show. And now... Like, you get well, Thundercats uh, Roar. Th- with with the property in, in, in limbo and, and now they're just going to try a different audience that's not you. Right. Sorry. So... You had your chance and you, you walked away from it. So you, I, you, I don't want to hear it. Right. I don't want to hear the complaints. So my take on Thundercats Roar, as soon as I saw it was, oh, it's Teen Titans Go Thundercats. Yeah. Which is really what it is. But with that being said, and with that in mind, 
I treat Teen Titans Go about as close to canon, recognizing the characters. Yeah, like mm. I don't. It's fun. It's silly. Right. It's quick hits, you know, 12 minute episodes or whatever they are. I don't watch it religiously. I watch it once in a while. I always get a good laugh about it. But nowhere in my brain is like, oh, that's the definitive Robin <laughs> and Starfire and Cyborg. And, um, and I know to a lot of people, those are the versions of the characters that they know. That's fine. Right. But so to me, this, first of all, I don't think that's It's just, it's right. aimed at a different it, audience. That's it. It's just introducing these characters in a silly way yep. to those characters. And you know what? You know what? You're exact. They deserve it. You deserve it. If you wanted a serious Thundercats show that was well animated, well acted, you with interesting storylines, you had it. You had it, and you didn't and pay you lost to it. it because that show could have easily lasted four or five more seasons. Yep. The, with, with all the tie-ins with the Silverhawks. Yeah. And uh, and it, it was and the, it was the a shark, beautiful show. Uh, uh, I can't think of those characters now. But uh, there I were know t- who you mean. Yeah. There were tie-ins from all of those characters. Yeah. What were they called? Tiger Sharks? Tiger Sharks. Tiger Sharks, right, yes. With all of those universes colliding and all the potential there, and you just you squandered it. Yep. And so now you have Thundercats go because someone still holds the license. They want to produce product. They want to produce a show. And who, who could play them? You know what you do? You don't watch it. That's it. Exactly. You don't watch you don't it. Watch you move it, on and, and you're over. And there's no need to sit and complain about it. So it's, it's it's not for you. Well, okay, that's happened for those people. I'm gonna go find something else I like. Exactly. This has been my my biggest proponents of just okay. You, that sucked. I don't like it. Um, yeah. Go. I'm gonna pay attention to something I like rather than than campaign online to and berate creators and artists online for you aren't making the thing that I want you to make. Right. Boo. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. Go. Exactly. Go find something you like. It's easy. Exactly. All right. I think with that. PK. We're going to take our first break. Okie dokie. Um, we will come back with a little bit of solo, a couple of trailers, and some more comic book movie news. Sounds good. Ahoy, ahoy. Welcome to Game Stuff. I'm your host, Coke Logic. <laughs> Here are a few new releases. While it's been criticized for its corny writing, I'm excited for the latest David Cage game, Detroit Become Human. An adventure game where the story plays out based on your decisions with the backdrop of 2038 Detroit. While it's broken up into short stories, the overarching theme is how real is an android. While I'm sure Westworld has better writing, it's still a very cool concept and I want to play it. Detroit Become Human is out now for $60 exclusively for PlayStation 4. Dark Souls Remastered for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. The classic game and one of my all-time favorites has been remastered in sharp 4K resolution, and a solid 60 frames per second. Even Blighttown runs great. Rediscover Dark Souls again one more time. Except if you were waiting for the Nintendo Switch version, which has been delayed until summer. But for now, Dark Souls Remastered is $40 on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. <laughs> Capcom has released Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Collection, which contains all first versions of multiple Street Fighter games, 1 through 3, and Alpha. It's like 12 games in one package. As in Street Fighter 2, Street Fighter 2 Turbo, Super Street Fighter 2, etc. If you remember it, it's there. If you're a fan of Street Fighter, this is pretty much what you've been waiting for. And not that shitty Street Fighter 2 port from when the Switch was released. Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Collection is out now for $40 on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and the Nintendo Switch and PC. And finally, Capcom has also released Mega Man Legacy Collection 1 and 2 on Nintendo Switch. Collection 1 contains Mega Man 1 through 6... Collection 2 beholds 7 through 10. Yes, these collections have been out before, but now they're portable, 
because Switch. This is Coke Logic signing off for Game Stuff. Build your own R2D2, the ultimate interactive droid. Help me, Obi Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. Call toll free now on 877-544-6779, or go to buildr2d2.com, and we'll send you your first monthly pack, including four magazines and model parts, all for just nine ninety nine. Your R2D2 model comes complete with voice recognition, sensors. Remote control app and camera, plus magazines packed with fascinating behind-the-scenes facts. Explore the amazing world of building the galaxy, droid directory, understanding robotics, as well as your easy step-by-step -step assembly guide. Start building your favorite droid today. This offer is not available in stores, so go online to buildr2d2.com or call toll-free now and get your first monthly pack for just $9.99 today. Model Space. such a douche but this is uh he does do good music who's this this is moby oh yeah boy is that guy a douche is it is it is it is it the head like does it just exude douche i think it's the head coupled with the the raging veganism oh that, that'll do it i i got great vegan friends sure and vegans are you know vegans get a bad rap but he's like but he's like a raging vegan. He, he's a vegan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. vegans who are just vegans and good for you. And then there's vegans. Yeah, no, I get you. He's I a vegan. You. He's trying to stuff veganism down your throat. Yeah. But I've built a defense to that. What's that? Uh, I just put bacon in my mouth. Yeah, yeah. And then it just, you can't. <laughs> it's you like can't. It's, you tape your mouth, but with bacon. That's it. <laughs> and that, that's, that, what I, that's what I do, too. That defeats vegan. It's like um, vegan kryptonite. And then I'll seal it with a London broil. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's right. Smear it with a little tartar, and you're good to go. All right. Of course, during the break there, we had a, a brand new um, game stuff by Coke Logic. Thank yes. you, of course. Um, some exciting stuff. Um, I finally, on a personal note, I finally um, came into a Nintendo Switch. Um, I have not ah, had a chance okay. to set it up yet, um, but it is in this home, <laughs> and uh, I hope to be setting it up very shortly. Um, I got an excellent deal. Uh, as it were, on it. That's why I have it. Very nice. Um, but other than that, I'm pretty excited. I'm excited to uh, to check out a bunch of stuff that's coming cool for that and stuff that I've been wanting to play anyway. So, And then uh, from the VR world, yes. uh, the Star Trek bridge crew, which I've actually neglected for, uh -huh. for quite some time because I've been so immersed in, uh, literally, in, in so many of the other games that are out there. Uh, that I kind of have forgotten that Star Trek Bridge Crew is a thing. Sure. They recently released an expansion. It's Ooh. a $15 uh, DLC package that you can get that brings you into the next generation. So you are on, an, on a next generation bridge. You can be on the uh, on the bridge of the Enterprise D. Right. And uh, you know, with the accompanying uniforms and so on and so forth. So what's, I haven't picked that up yet, but uh, I, I'm required to. So my wife, my wife was, she's a, she's a Star Trek person, more Star Trek: The Next Generation. That was what what she was watching growing up. She does lo love the new reboot ones. Sure. And this was the most excited thing for that she things she was most excited about for VR um, was having Star Trek with the whole bridge crew thing. Haven't had a chance to uh, have her experience that yet. But the moment I said, "Hey, with Star Trek Bridge Crew, you know they just expanded to the next gen," 
and I didn't get the word out when she was like, I, you, download it, download it, download it. So she's <laughs> nice. more excited than I am. But, uh, yeah, if you're doing the VR thing, uh, keep an eye out for that. And uh, I will, uh, when I have a chance to pick it up and play yeah. around with her, I'll, uh, I'll let you know what I think. Sweet. Um, of course, also during the break there, we had um, a note from our lovely sponsor, the folks over at buildyourownr2d2.com. Uh, um, you can uh, you can check that out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an awesome product. It is the product that you want to have if you're an astromech collector. Of course, they did such a great job um, with Build Millennium Falcon prior to that. Right. Um, word is they're doing a great job with the not-so-secret everybody fucking knows, Build uh, X-Wing. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't, um, hey, we're not supposed to mention that. But Build R2-D2 is still going on. You can still get on board with that. If you go over to buildr2d2.com or you can uh, get on board by giving them a call. Yes, you sure can. That phone call is just a phone call away. Uh, is it, at, is it uh, not on the project? At 877 544 It's got an advanced AI system. It's fully <laughs> mobile. It's an autonomous droid with all sorts of bells and all sorts of whistles. I highly recommend it. Uh, it's awesome. And, uh, yeah. Give it a give it a check. Look, they support us. They're a sponsor of the show for a very long time. Quite a while. The yes. least you can do is is check it out for yourself. I think you'll be excited when you see what they have to offer. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. All right. I am not an improviser. That no. phone call is just a phone call away. That's it. That's it. That's, you would, that's you would, me being light on my feet, boy. You would not do good in a telethon situation. <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Call up the number. All right. Um, some Spider-Man homecoming news. Um, this is really uh, – no, I'm gonna, let, me, let me refresh. This is half really exciting for me. Okay. Um, Mysterio – Mysterio is the one character, the one Marvel character, Spider-Man character in particular, like he's a favorite of mine. Okay. Right. He is, he is just like one notch below like Nightcrawler. Really? For me. Like as far as like really weird characters. Okay. But, But I've never been able to pull the trigger on collecting Mysterio stuff, which is probably a blessing. Because there's some really beautiful, awesome pieces right. out there. I can't imagine there's a lot. There's not. There's like a couple of figures that they've made through the years. Bowen had a bust. There's a new Legends figure that just came out like a year ago. And it's it's gorgeous, but it sells for like 50 bucks already. Ah. And I'm, I'm not spending that. Sorry. Um, but like like everybody has like, we have like these, like for Big Kev, it's, it's, um, it's Moon Knight. That's like, right. he's like, I really want, but I'm not gonna, but I want it. That Mysterio is that for me. So, gotcha. I've been excited at the prospect of Mysterio entering the live action universe way back when Raimi was directing Spider Man. Oh, yeah. And we heard those rumors that Bruce Campbell was going to potentially be playing right, right, Mysterio. Right. I remember that. Do you remember that? Yes, I this do. This was before the first movie. Well, all we knew is that he was he was cast in the movie. Right. We didn't know what it was. Everybody was like, oh, it's going to be Mysterio. I don't know how the rumor started, but whatever. But back then, I was like, holy shit, we're going to get Mysterio. That's amazing. It wasn't a Twitter back then, so that's a, that had to really be organic. Yeah, it was yeah. Whoever, wherever it came from. But um, so, yeah. So we, we, have, we have confirmation now that Mysterio is going to be in Homecoming. Um, and we also know who's going to be playing it. Now, here's where it's like halvesies for uh-huh. me. It's Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, okay. I don't hate Jake Gyllenhaal. But Jake Gyllenhaal, for me, it's either hit or miss. Oh, I either yeah. really like what he did or I hate it he is, and want to gouge my eyes he out. He is capable. Completely. He, he can deliver. The thing with Jake Gyllenhaal is, is it really boils down to, to, to the director. 
Um, if he's in the hands of a of a of a solid director, right. he is going to deliver. Right. Um, I uh, and some there's a number of people that that disagree, but I I really like the source code. Sure. I think that was an interesting piece of sci-fi uh, movie making. I really like Duncan Jones' filmmaking to begin with, but Duncan Jones is an excellent director, and I and he he handled Gyllenhaal well, and Gyllenhaal gave a great performance sure. in that in that film. So uh, that's the most recent off the top of my head example. So he's he can deliver as long as whoever is directing uh, home. I was gonna say Homecoming too, but obviously not gonna be Homecoming. The next Spider-Man film, uh, if if. If we've got a good director, we've got Hall in good hands and, and good prospects for Mysterio and you being happy. Um, you know, and Hall is sort of, he's a little bit weird. He's a little bit nuanced in everything he does. That's, <laughs> that's who he is. Um, and Mysterio could fall into that category. Here, here's the funny aside. Yeah. Uh, another place where Hall delivers beautifully, I don't know uh, if you've ever seen the film, is a film called Nightcrawler. Well, yeah, I know. So now <laughs> yeah. we're full circle. Full circle. Um, the other bit of news regarding Homecoming that uh, we got, I think, yesterday or, or two days ago, uh, is that Michael Keaton is going to be returning in Homecoming 2 as the Vulture. Yes. Now, I'm not surprised by this, because where the Vulture leaves off... Um, <laughs> as in, still alive. As in, still alive, <laughs> with the end of the film. Um, and what they're trying to set up with that post credit stinger. I, look, at this point I don't I don't think it's I don't think I have to drop a spoiler alert, but if for some reason you haven't seen Homecoming, you don't know the post credit stinger. Um in the post credit stinger, Vulture goes to jail um and he has that little conversation with right. the man who will become eventually Scorpion. Right. So now you have Vulture, potentially Scorpion and potentially Mysterio. They're doing a pretty bang up job of setting up a sinister sex. Yep, yep, yep. Um but there's the uh, there's a there's a, I don't want to say a friendship, but there's an admiration on Vulture's part uh, at the end of that movie too, and he doesn't give up the ghost on uh, on Spider Man despite being asked to. Right. So uh, it, it'd be interesting to see that that transition to back to being villainous with Spider Man, or is he actually in his corner still? So uh, here's my take on that. To see how that goes. My take on that is that he has a bit of respect for Peter. Right. That Peter saved his life. Right. But. I also think he's that a businessman he, that he is of the mind that if someone is going to take down Peter Parker, it's going to be him. Right. It's not going to be some knucklehead in a scorpion suit or right. a guy with a fishbowl on his head. Right. <laughs> so and look, I love Mysterio. I love the character design, but he's a guy with a fishbowl on his head. So, um, um, <laughs> but 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 here's but I, I'm really excited for this because one of the things that Marvel sometimes has a problem with um is a lot of their villains are very one dimensional in that they get they get fleshed out for their movie, but they get thrown away. Right. A lot of them don't. Loki is a great example of a villain being able He's to stick around, around and has had and a, serve his purpose. Yeah, and has had a full journey, but it, almost, uh, his glorious purpose. Right. But but almost everybody else, <laughs> like all the villains from from the Iron Man films, they've. I mean, some of them have been teased or teetered, but they, they kind of come and go, yep. and and you know, and you see that even in. The Guardians, and look, I love all of those films, but I like the idea of Keaton and the Vulture not just being so easily discarded. Yeah. I, I like that he is there to stay, hopefully, for at least a little bit longer. At least one more film, hopefully. And, yeah, maybe um, even more. I, I mean, I, I want to see that guy everywhere anyway, so yeah. And I also like, if we are going down the road of the Sinister Six, I like that we potentially have three characters that are not Doc Ock and Green Goblin. Yep. Right. Or that at least yet, if right. we want to give them 
give the us them eventually that's great well they're they're within the whole sinister six thing too they uh, are uh, they well, are so yeah. i mean my choice for a villain for a spider-man film outside of mysterio has long been craven oh god yeah craven is a great god yeah. grounded villain who is an Excellent adversary for Peter and, and should Spider-Man. should be played by Jeffrey Dean Morgan. And should be played by Jeffrey Dean Morgan. And is also part of the Sinister Six, either originally or at some point. I know he's part of the Sinister Six. I don't, I don't remember. He does I know end Lizard, up in there. But I know I don't Lizard, know I think, maybe founding. plays a stint in there. For, and Sinister Six has been a lot of different people. Sinister Eight at one point in time. Yeah. But anyway, the point is... Sinister Seven. Um, they have an opportunity to really give us some really good, fun solid spider villains Mm -hmm. without jumping back to goblin and doc ock yet you eventually have to give us those characters yeah i get that you can't you can't avoid them forever doesn't i mean those are spidey right pivotal spidey villains certainly i mean green goblin really is peter's joker like you need him at some point i get it you have to have him that's fine but it's nice to see them play with some of these characters. We haven't seen Scorpion. We haven't seen Vulture. We haven't seen Mysterio. Those are great characters to really yeah. play around with, and and I'm excited at that. It's nice that Marvel recognizes that. You know, we, we've we've done the or the Spider-Man origin thing a couple right. times now, and uh, and now they're they're really digging into the stuff. Everybody knows Spider-Man's deal, so they're just letting them fight it out right. with with, uh, with a good selection of villains. So uh, yeah, I, I think they're uh, they're handling this well, and. Um, you know, we'll get our Green Goblin, but uh, you know, I, I expect uh, you know maybe we'll see that teased in the post credits come the next film. You know, we'll get the the first glimpse of a possible Goblin. Yeah, I mean, we know, don't we there. don't even have a Harry yet. Exactly. So, you know, we have to get a Harry. You know, maybe Harry's a transfer student. They'll figure out some fucking way to blah, 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 work it out. But right. I'm glad that we're not there yet. I'm glad that we're still we're two films in now, and there is no Goblin uh, yet. No Hob, have, no Green. We do have an Oscorp. In the MCU, correct? Has it been referenced? I feel like it's been referenced. Or am I conflating the Andrew Garfield ones? I feel like there's been... A, even even a, a throwaway, someone has mentioned the name Oscorp somewhere in the MCU. Yes. Um, but we haven't had a... We, we, we've only... If we've had anything, we've had just that. We haven't seen a Norman uh, pop up anywhere uh, yet in the MCU or anything like that, right? Or even... No, we have, uh, we have not seen uh, an Osborn. We have not Netflix seen any of the characters. Right. Um... Whether or not Oscorp is there, you know, I don't remember. I feel like I feel like in the background of Homecoming somewhere, there was even a reference it, to Oscorp. You know, even like in a skyline, yeah. you see an Oscorp building somewhere. It might there, even like be a that billboard. It might even be that tertiary right. a reference to the to the existence of the company. So it's there. I, yeah. I have no doubt that it's there. But but where it where it lands, whatever. All right, um, but we can move away from Homecoming yep, 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 yep. into the. I, I I don't know how to. Uh, some people are really excited about this next thing. I'm I'm a bit I uh, lackadaisical. I'll explain my I, I I had a wave on this one which uh, which I'll explain. But this this is this is a good thing. I think this is a good thing. <clears throat> Jamie Foxx is set to star um in Todd McFarlane's new reimagination, reinvention, reboot of uh Spawn. Yep. He's going to be playing the lead role of Al Simmons. Um this is of course based on um Partially, Jamie Foxx has an interest in playing the character. Right. He approached Todd McFarlane six or seven years ago, I think it was, um, and said, look, you know, I have an idea. And at the time, McFarlane was like, oh, yeah, we're going to do Spawn. But it, Spawn has been in, like, development hell. Oh, God, and yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Um, and, but McFarlane has slowly been developing it. Earlier this year, he confirmed, no, it's definitely happening. We have a home. We have it this. We have to just put it together. We have a script. Right. Um, and so McFarlane, in an interview, said, look, you know, ever since I was approached by Jamie Foxx, 
I've kind of had him in my head. I've kind of built some of my thought process around my my idea of Jamie Foxx's Al Simmons. Okay. And so he, when he finally approached the studio, he said, look, before we talk to anybody else, we're going to ask Jamie Foxx. And unless he says no, we're going with Jamie Foxx. Right. That was McFarlane's take on it. Fox obviously has some sort of love for the character um, and is interested in playing the character. And yeah. so he said yes. And so this is moving forward with now Jamie Foxx. My only has I have two hesitations. First of all, the relevance of Spawn. I understand that he's still pretty significant, but I almost wonder if his time has kind of his comic book is still coming out. There is still a fan base, right. but as his time coming on and that might be irrelevant. It, it really, it really depends on the quality of the film, right? The, the, the film, it could be the thing that relaunches him into, uh, into the consciousness, the sure. pop culture consciousness, and he becomes huge again. Um, and it, then it all hinges on the quality. And my other thought was, is Jamie Foxx too old to play Al Simmons? I don't think so. I don't think so. Look, looking at him now, um, it's, he uh, he hasn't cracked. Well, that's true. Uh, he has that going he, for him. He's uh, and I I don't like Al doesn't necessarily and I, like I I'm not a longtime Spawn reader. I did read it early on when yeah. it first came out, uh, but Al doesn't strike me as as this as a young buck kind of uh, hero character. Anyway, the other side of that is I mean makeup galore. So he, the age I don't know necessarily really matters on this character anyway. Uh, like uh, Fox's actual age because he's so made up and disfigured or in the in the black and white hood right well i mean presumably we're gonna see him as actual human al simmons at some point right right and al you know he has a he's a very young daughter and a wife right. blah, blah, blah. but you're right for the most part he's gonna be spawn you would think and so he'll either be right. you know he'll either be deadpool head or, <laughs> deadpool. or 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 you know venom head so it's one or the other but i don't know my excitement is that Fox has a passion for the character. Yes. And I saw someone today. And the, and the guy can. I mean, the guy's a phenomenal actor. He is. He's a phenomenal actor. So I, I, I'm i on board with him. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I saw someone today complain because. That's what you that's do. That's what people do. Um, and they were like, oh, really? Blah, blah, McFarlane, should he be doing this? Who fuck cares about? And all of that aside, right? I don't see how you don't give McFarlane. First of all, there is no there is no spawn without McFarlane. Who mm. else who else writes it if McFarlane doesn't write it? Right. Right? Like like granted, we've seen what happens when someone's passion is to write their own films, you get the prequels. We get it. Yep, yep, but yep, yep. but but McFarlane created the character. It's still in his consciousness. He still works on the book from time to time. He still oversees the story arcs on the book. Right. Um it's still very beloved to him. And even if you don't like McFarlane, the dude is still talented. He might be an asshole sometimes, but right. he's still super talented. I think he could still write. He certainly could still draw. Oh, yeah. Um, which means he'll have a no problem storyboarding, which is the other thing, is that he if he's in charge of visuals, I have I have no hesitation in that regard. Right. Um, you have two people tied to this project that are really passionate about this character. As long as it's not like a hokey, you know effects fest i think it has some potential um so he, here's where i landed on this um and I, I i'm trying to find it in the article that's in front of me uh but it's my understanding that mcfarlane is slated to write and direct this correct um or was i misreading another another uh a different piece um i'm trying to fly through it really quick 
so th- this may change how I went about this if he's if he's actually not in the in the director's chair because one of the whatever I read earlier was he was that McFarlane is going to write and direct this adaptation, and that put me off a little bit. Right, I'm not seeing it in this particular article, so that that could that was very likely. Uh, poor information then this uh, article doesn't actually say doesn't say a thing no so the, the yeah what i read earlier show, showed him as writing and directing uh i saw jamie fox i was excited about jamie fox yes okay on board for jamie fox's al simmons slash spawn uh then i saw mcfarlane is writing yes excited i'm on board slash directing wait a minute the guy has never directed a film ever in his life. Uh, this is where we get into that really scary territory, like we, you just mentioned. Well, we get the prequels. When you're writing and directing your your passionate vision, that potentially has a problem. But I, I, I just I can't I, I can't fathom that they would do that. And the other reason that made me excited after even reading that was that this is through Blumhouse Productions, which is uh, a, a fantastic studio right now. Um, most notably, Get Out is uh, is a Blumhouse production. I have tons of other really great stuff under their belt. They really uh, I give these kinds of properties um, their due and uh, and get really good creative people on there. So I can't fathom the Blumhouse is going to green light a guy who has never directed a film, let alone something that should be a major blockbuster or a big bombastic superhero blockbuster. They're not going to let McFarlane helm that. I, I, would, I would struggle to believe that they would let McFarlane actually helm it in the director's chair. Uh, so here's hoping they get a really strong director for that. Uh, oh, I mean, considering the relationship they have with Jordan Peele, I wonder what he's if he's got any interest in it. Yeah. Um, I was just reading this article again. Who is Al Newman? <laughs> I had to look. Spawn is definitely Al Simmons. I confirmed that. Who is Al Hell, Newman? Al no- Alfred. Well, there's Alfred E. Newman. What me worry? <laughs> <laughs> Al Newman. So this article sucks. <laughs> uh, I would love to find the one that I saw earlier today. I, I thought it was what you had in the, in the prep sheet to go over here, but I guess not. Uh, uh, I so, yeah. just no, noticed that. that they <laughs> Al were full, Newman. They were, I, I mean, <laughs> I, unless I, there's something I missed from Spawn lore, Spawn is definitely Al Simmons. All yes, right. yes, yes. Well we'll, so, we'll put that out there to the fans. Maybe you know who Al Newman is. Al Newman. Uh, so, yeah, we, uh, we should get... Uh, Move along to uh, yeah. So I know, uh, we got some trailer stuff and uh, and other. You know what? I think we're gonna put solo off. Okay, Let, let's put it off. Uh, I saw it. You have not yet seen not yet, it. No. Um, I would rather talk about it in in, in its entirety. So okay. hopefully you can see it before Sounds... next week. I'm hoping so. We'll okay. see. We got and, uh, and we will I try to a, talk about it. Then I have a niece pending any moment now. Right. So that might mess with our weekend a little bit. But we're we're really gonna try to get uh, get out to see it. Um. Movie trailers then, very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, three. Two are on the prep sheet. One is not. Um, the Robin Hood movie trailer? I, don't, I just don't care. Uh, yeah. It, it, I uh, mean, it looks kind of cool, but... It's uh, I, I it, it's it's just another Robin Hood movie. Yeah. You know, there, there's only... it's it's How many times has it been adapted t- to the time period? Although I like the stitching on his hood that's yeah, you know, yeah. very clearly machine stitched. Yeah. Uh, at least in the, in the poster. I think you catch a glimpse of it in the trailer, too. Uh, but I, I, I just, I, yeah, it, right. It looks cool, but I just, I can't get excited about it because there's, there's just, there've been so many Robin Hoods, and there's nothing about this that makes it stand out as something potentially different from any other Robin Hood adaptation. Yeah, it's yeah. So, um, Mowgli, um, I watched the trailer. It looks okay, but all I could think to myself is, why would they put Mowgli out 
I forget what studio is. Is it Warner Brothers? No, it's not Warner Brothers. Universal? Whomever it is. Why would they put Mowgli out like two years after Jungle Book just came out? Right. Um, and I get it. It's different. Jungle Book still, although the Jungle Book movie, the live action Jungle Book movie that Favreau did was not the happy singing blue. Right. It was pretty intense at yep, times yep. and kind of scary. Why would a studio put Mowgli out like less than two years after Jungle Book came out? I, yeah. I mean, I, I honestly, get it. I thought this was I, another I, I, Disney film. Right? I thought it was a yeah. Disney follow up to that Jungle Book. Yeah, no. Film, but oh, so th- then that yeesh. I get that J- Disney does not own Jungle Book. I get that it's a Kipling story. I get that it's probably f- whatever public domain at this point, I think. Oh, maybe certainly. Yeah. Um, I get it. I get it. Disney isn't the only one that gets to put out Jungle Book movies. But that being said, they just did a live action movie. Right. Two years and, a, ago. and a and a, a good monster one. one at that. A yeah. good one. It wasn't. Goofy. It wasn't dumb. It treated the source material really well. It was a good hybrid of the cartoon and and some of the original story. Like I just I don't know. I watched the trailer and all I could think it. to myself is like I don't want to watch this again. I just watched it. Yep. Um, that being said, um, Christopher Robin, uh, sobbing. Oh my god, sobbing at the trailer for Christ's sake. So the trailer looks looks brilliant. And afterwards, I realized. That I, I think it struck so hard for me, aside from the fact that I, I am a Pooh fan, both the, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, both the original books, like the, 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 you know, the original books, not the Disney stuff and the Disney stuff. Like in general, I am a fan of those characters, etc. Right. But I realized while I'm watching this trailer, this is Hook, but with Hundred Acre Woods. Yep. This is Hook, but with Pooh. Yep. And Piglet and Eeyore and Tigger, etc. Um. And McGregor looks like he's doing an amazing job oh, God, as yeah. as as grown up Christopher Robin, like uh, like you do. And the voices of the of the characters from the Hundred Acre Woods, the hybrid nature of the classic design versus the animated design, right. I thought was really well done. It's the, the original guy who voiced Tigger and Pooh and all that, right? I forget his name, but that it's that they've that's the voice actor I be- they pulled to do uh, that. Yeah? I th- I don't know if the original original is still alive. I thought he had passed. No, I'm pretty sure he's still alive. No, or unless there was a new guy that, I, uh, that took it over. I because... know I know Eeyore, mm-hmm. classically, is Peter Cullen, who is very much alive. Right. Um, so I don't know if he's doing Eeyore for the film. Um, but I, I'm, I'm excited to see Christopher Robin. But I, I had to say, I had that. It looks beautiful. <laughs> you know? No, you got sand yeah, in your I, eye. I definitely got glassy-eyed just from the, the, the first trailer and now the, yeah. the newer trailer, too. Same, uh, same thing. Uh, very, uh, very well done. Uh, just, just from that, that angle alone. Here we go. Christopher Robin, 2018. I bet you I can, oh, except all this pop-up bullshit is coming up there. So we got, uh, Haley Atwell as Evelyn. Oh, Haley Atwell. Love her. Uh, yeah. Jim Cummings. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Toby no, so Jones is the Owl. Uh, no. Brad Garrett is doing Eeyore. Okay. Uh, we've got Peter Capaldi as Rabbit. Oh, uh, a Sophie Okanito as Kanga. Uh, okay. Mark Gaddis is playing Keith Winslow. And uh, I'm trying to see if anybody else jumps out. Roger Ashton Griffiths is Ralph Butterworth. <laughs> Oliver Ford Davy shows up in this, uh, who I thought passed away, I guess, prior to this. Uh, yeah, maybe this, this is up. the last hurrah. Um, no one else really standing out. I'm going a little deeper into it to see if there's any uh, any of those like sneaky names towards the bottom of the list that are uh, like cameo caliber, but no, it doesn't look like it. Well, so interesting. Okay. That being said, I think it looks brilliant. I'm excited to see it. Um, you know, I'll probably go see it in the theater. I feel like I want to experience those characters 
on a big screen. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think it warrants a, a screening. Um, this is a good uh, good bring the kid uh, kid to one. Because your, your kid was a poo kid, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've read them. I mean, he, he knows a bunch of the characters. We've watched right. the classic animated stuff, you know, poo sticks and all that other right, shit. Right. So. Um, but yeah, so I, I don't know. I think it looks really good. I'm pretty excited. It is it is pretty much Hook, but with poo. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but yeah. Right, with that, though, I think we're done. I, mean, I know we're that, running uh, long. Is that everything? Yeah, I think that's everything. Long. Yeah. Uh, just in time for the, uh, let me, uh, oh, the, the Westworld update. Yeah. Oh, shit. We're out of time on that. Westworld's awesome. Yeah. I'm still way behind on Westworld. Yeah. Uh, catch up. I know. I got to catch up. I'm loving. There are a lot, of, a lot of naysaying going on with Westworld with the second season. Yeah. Uh, but it's just it's just a different approach. And I love what they're doing in season two. And a lot of those naysayers uh, are coming around after the last episode. Good. So uh, very happy with that. And also, oh, our other favorite, The Americans, ends this week. Nice. Uh, I believe tomorrow night is their final episode. If you haven't checked out this show... Start it from scratch and go through this go show. Through. It's it's one of the best dramas on TV. It's kind of out of our wheelhouse from a geek perspective, but it really is a what a phenomenal show. That's I, great. I highly highly recommend it. And uh, and then you can binge it and get the full story uh, as of uh, tomorrow night when it ends forever. Ah. Yep. Um, well, I guess with that, then, um, don't forget, you can find us online over at bkgeekstuff.com. On social media, I am uh, geekstuffog across all the platforms. You are? I am K. Robert Marlowe on Twitter and Instagram, and you can find me on the PlayStation Network under Flick Dude. Um, Big Kev is uh, bkgeekstuff on Instagram um, and Twitter, and I think he is Big Kev GS on Xbox, maybe? I think that that's, sounds I think that's what the breakdown right. is. Um, and, um, of course, please support us on Patreon. That would be great. Uh, page, uh, uh, Patreon.com backslash BK Geek Stuff. And um, do you have anything else? I can't think of nothing. All right. Well, then, PK. Oh, uh, okay. Um, we shall, uh, yeah, we got we to gotta wrap this one up, don't we? Yeah, <laughs> do, do, do you want to go out? <laughs> Unless you want it, sir. No, I, don't, I was going to do it, but if you want to do it, it's all yours. Uh, well, fine. I'll, uh, I'll jump on that. We're going to end this episode the way we end some episodes, by saying good night, Roseanne Connor, wherever you are. And on that note, we cue the music. Hey.